Now I've got something to say, that's all I got to say. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Sears Soccer Studs podcast. Where we discuss the beautiful game with a beautiful southern twang. I'm your co-host, Matt. And I'm Joe. So, Matt, you ready to cut this biscuit? Yeah, man. Got a scrambled egg. Let's throw it on there and let's get it. (laughs) Do it. All right, guys. So, this is episode five of our Sears Soccer Stud podcast. Um, I want to start off this week by discussing two songs that we jammed out to. Mm -hmm. Two? Yep. Um, We left you hanging last week, so we had to make up for it this week. So, uh, we apologize about that. But your Um, ears will thank us. Yes. Yes. So... Uh, the first song was Back For You by lovely little band called Jurassic 5. J5 in the <laughs> hizzy. Man, if you aren't listening to Jurassic 5, I feel sorry for you. Some very intellectual rap. It's very good stuff. Very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Second song was uh, Save the Best for Last. Actually, it's just Best for Last by The Knox featuring Walk the Moon. It's a really good jam. Probably be in my wedding. Actually, it will be in my wedding. So, Spoiler alert. Yeah, coming up right in about a month. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big day. Big day. Yep. Yep. You got that Chelsea, Chelsea blue tux? It's, it's blue. Oh, I'll yeah. say it's blue. <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, but, yeah, it's it should be a lot of fun. Um, another thing I want to say is that we're recording on Tuesday to this week simply because the deadline day window transfer shut last night so we wanted to hold off a little bit but also matt played golf yesterday and (laughs) wasn't able to finish potting or even make it to the pot that's i'm just trying to give myself an excuse so yeah it's all good and finally last thing i want to say is i want to apologize to our fans out there, and Joe, um, when I talk about Chelsea, I kind of overtake everything and stay on it a little too long. <laughs> I've noticed this. And then when Joe's trying to talk about Man U, I just bull rush him and try to dominate that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Chelsea. I will be better. I'm going to try to be better. So, again, sorry, Joe. Hey. Sorry, friends of the podcast. It's all good. So, mm, let's get to it. What a weekend. What a freaking weekend. Wow. A lot of big scores, a lot of goals. Goodness gracious, a lot of goals. Um, really good games, some crazy upsets. But yeah, we're going to jump right into it with Chelsea 4, Crystal Palace 0. It was, a, it was a good game for Chelsea. Um I'm just going to go ahead and say that it was been chilly, chilly times. Been chilly. It was his first start, mm. and he played extremely well. You know, I watched him play for Leicester, but didn't, you know, pay that close attention to him until I started hearing rumors that he might come to Chelsea. But I really watched him this week and really, impl- really impressed with him. He's, you know, he's. Not very tall, but he's willing to get up for a header, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Um, he's like, fast. Yeah, if you saw him on the street, you wouldn't think twice. Like, he just looks kind of ordinary. 
Yeah. Hairstyle, everything. Just kind of average. He wore, wore glasses, he looked like Peter Parker probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just some rando getting bit by a spider. He's gotten bit by something. I mean, that, that guy can play. I, yeah. just, I just wish I hadn't left him on my bench in fantasy. Yes, yes. Um, but, yeah, really impressed with Chili Time, his attacking ability, driven out of the back. And for once, Chelsea have somebody that can take a corner, so that was always good. Oh, man, his yeah, his delivery is spot on. Yeah, yeah so really, really impressed with him. Um, you know, I'm still kind of shocked that we had two defenders score a goal for us. Over the weekend, it's actually when Chelsea probably plays their best is when their defenders are actually getting in the box and scoring like getting old days. It. Yeah, Ivanovic. Oh yeah, John Terry. JT. Yeah, freaking Ash- Alex. Ashley Cole. Yeah, all those guys. So yeah, I, I can see Ben Chilwell kind of being the successor, the true successor to Ashley Cole. Yeah, yeah, that's actually um, there's a conversation that they had before he came, and he said, hey. You can take over and be what you want to be yeah. at Chelsea. So Man. this is Ashley Cole and Ben Chilwell communicating. Yeah. <laughs> Same. yeah. But, um, you know, Chelsea, they're starting to find a little bit of a groove. It took them a little bit to get into this game, um, second half before really anything happened. Um, but, you know, we still haven't been able to see Werner, Havertz, Pulisic, and Zayek. Yeah. playing on the same field no. so hopefully after the international break i think so everybody will be healthy yeah pulisic got some minutes it's good to see him back out there wearing that number 10 oh that man it could be iconic an, an american number 10 on chelsea is <laughs> it makes me happy in places i haven't <laughs> been happy for a while oh man pulls my heartstrings yes yeah, it's, it's the heartstrings yep yep Gets a cold sweat. Yeah. But um also really impressed with Ed- Edward Mendy, our new goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a goalie that is willing to come out and collect balls, you know, in the air, it gives your defense a lot more stability and confidence. And I think that, that were Chelsea's back line was lacking that when they had Keppa in goal. So uh I see some good things out of Chelsea. It's still really early in the season, but I mean, with the way this season's going, it's going to be exciting. So yeah, I mean, Crystal Palace, no real shots, very little attacking. I mean, I could feel Zaha, my man. I could feel his frustration through the TV screen. Oh, he kicked the ball like when it was yeah, out of play. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was like, please don't get a yellow card. <laughs> I mean, he should have. Yeah. Phew. But yeah, yeah, he was frustrated. They they kind of locked him down. So it was uh, it's unfortunate for Crystal Palace. They didn't really get out of first gear. Um, good for my boys. And, yeah, that's all I got to say about Heck yeah. that. Yeah, uh, good win for Chelsea. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right, next game, Everton right. 4, Brighton and Hove Albion 2. Joe, take it away. Oof, man, where to start? I'm going to start with the man who pretty much is officially on fire right now. We're talking about Dominic Calvert Lewandowski. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, he's on, he's NBA Jam's fire right he now. He is, he know? is like just dropping it from outside the three point range. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Had a header to open it. Yeah. I mean, he just cannot stop scoring. 
Yeah, you. I mean, when you look at him, you've got somebody like Luca Dean that can play the ball into the box. I don't know why they're not doing that every time instead of just trying to, you know, pass the ball around. Just put it in the mix. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he can now jump just about everybody. Yeah, oh, he's getting on it. I mean, he's a heck of an athlete. But I, I got a stat I want to throw at you, Joe. Hit me. Last season, DCL, Len Wendowski. Yeah. <laughs> Scored only 13 goals in 36 games. Six and four this season. Oh, my gosh. That's – if he continues this – You have, what, 214 goals? Something ridiculous. (laughs) Probably. Let's see. Yeah, it'd be – no, it'd be about 50 – over 50 goals. (laughs) Gosh. Yeah. And our our favorite – our favorite guy to pick on occasionally, Jordan Pickford. That was a pun. We pick on Pickford. Ha ha. He uh, screwed up. Poor. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's not my finest moment. Yeah, he really sucked. I noticed they brought in someone in the transfer window, Robin Olsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Sweden's number one. Give him a little competition. Yeah, we'll discuss that later on. He yeah. is, he's slacking. Yeah, but otherwise, yeah, man, Everton put it down. Yeah, Hamas doing his thing. Two back post runs, wide open. Just dropped it in. Yeah, nobody from wants the cut to pick back. like the best person out on the field and just yeah. say maybe we should guard him. I think honestly, I could have scored either of those goals. You give me that kind of time and space, but yeah, that's true. That's true. I do have to give a shout out, uh, Basuma for Brighton. I think that might have been the goal of the game. Oh yeah, that chest and volley. Oof. Yeah, of course it yeah. didn't matter, but. Yeah, it was kind of a – it wasn't even a consolation at that point. It was basically the yeah. last kick of the game. Yeah, it was, um, for, it was for YouTube. Yeah, it was basically. a beautiful strike. You know, we talked about him a couple weeks ago for his poor back hill scorpion into yes. somebody's face. and <laughs> Yeah. So um, he made up for it. He must have heard us talking some smack about him. Yeah, I mean, I know we're well uh, listened to in the Premier League, so yeah, I'm sure. Yep. Oh, so, yeah. Next game on Saturday was a – I wow. mean, <laughs> it was the most interesting 1-1 game I've ever seen. That's the irony. All these games, all these goals, and then this one, 1-1. Could have been 6-6. You're talking about NBA Jam. That It's the closest I've ever seen to NBA game yeah. where they just went back and forth. Yeah, it was end-to-end. and forth. Yeah. yeah. So no. we're talking about Leeds – one Manchester City one. Yes. Manchester wow. City walked out in all black. Those jerseys, um, I don't know if you got a close look at them. They've got a like gray pattern going on mm. right in the chest. It's really nice. It's really nice. I'm gonna discuss another black and gray pattern later on that okay. wasn't very nice. But, <laughs> but yeah, they <clears throat> Manchester City's jerseys this year, minus their home jersey, are pretty, pretty toy. Yeah, it's like a toy nasty. guy. <laughs> Man, yeah. I mean, I thought they started off real strong. I mean, Sterling, whew. I'm talking like that's yeah, as good as he has looked. I mean, just devastating. He did. He looked really good in the first half, and then. I don't know what happened to him. He had a couple of chances where he was almost one-on-one. Yes. And, and just... tried to do too many cutbacks. It's like he he forgot the purpose of soccer. 
Yeah, he's like, huh? What? What is my purpose here? Like he honestly went from a sprint to completely standing still, and the goalie just uh, Meslier just wrapped him up and the ball. Yeah, it was that bad. Like you, if you're as fast as Sterling, go around him, shoot, do whatever you want, but don't just get your legs grappled like a three-toed sloth <laughs> by a goalkeeper. <laughs> uh, but I I gotta say that um, the new center back that they got. Manchester City, Ruben Diaz. Mm. He looks – I know this has only been one game, but, I mean, he. they might have found somebody finally to replace Fence and company. Yeah. He looked pretty solid back then. Yeah, he looks like a boss. Like he's yeah. he's a, a leader. Yeah, he's he's pretty much chiseled out of – Granite. Port, <laughs> yeah. He's Portuguese granite. <laughs> probably. I mean, he is – Look like a meat mountain. Yeah, <laughs> man, oh meat mountain. Man, oh meat. Yeah, that, that heck of a game though. Wow, it really was. And then Bielsa. You know, I, I'm pretty sure that after every game on the sideline, they have to like replace the turf and the technical area. He paces back and forth the whole time when he's not in that crouch or sitting on a bucket. Yeah, I mean, just back and forth. He just. Head down, just I think he's cussing to yeah. himself or something. But uh, yeah, man, he. I'll say this again: if if I had the opportunity to learn anything from this man, I would. Yeah, I would sit there for days and just stargaze into his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> teach me. Yeah, he. Yeah, what a what a just freakish tactician. Uh, but honestly, the the one thing that comes to mind when I look at him is. Is he on fish oil or some sort of supplements? Because if you're that old and you're getting down on your knees like that, I don't see how. It hurts my knees just to watch him. He should have played catcher. Yeah. Oh, exactly. He's like I a mean, MLB catcher. Been, yeah, he should have played Major League Baseball catcher. He can sit there for 90 minutes and just even the commentators yeah. <laughs> nonstop are like, gosh, how does he do that? My knees would – buckle yes oh man no i don't know what he's seeing that he can't see if he's standing up i guess geniuses see the world differently from another angle they do he just (laughs) as from the waist below oh what a heck of a game um yeah i wish it didn't end honestly man i was like oh dang 10 more minutes i wish it going all day my side boo leads still rocking it out man i really really appreciate their intensity, their passion, they're just a fun team to watch. So look out for them. They're coming yeah. for people. Man City, they looked a little lost, though, without a striker. I think they could use Jesus or Aguero. As soon as they get back, I think they're going to start firing on all cylinders. But, yeah, so far the goals are just not happening for them. They're relying a lot on KDB yeah. to make everything happen and – I mean, he can do a lot, don't get me wrong, but he still needs a little bit of help. Yeah, I think that was kind of what we saw. They, you know, Pep switches up their structure or they don't have a striker and they're switching up, whereas Leeds, they they know what they are, they know their structure, and they max it out every single play of every game. I mean, Bamford is really impressing me, and even Rodrigo, you know. Oh, yeah. We talked about him a while back where he came on. Gave away a penalty in the first game. Yeah. It's like, oh man, come on, like, bad start. But he's doing really well, playing as almost like a winger yeah. for him. Um, yeah, Leeds is incredibly impressive with their just work ethic. 
I mean, they're in incredible shape. It's wow. Yeah. All right, moving on. Mm-hmm. Next game was Newcastle three Burnley. <laughs> the, the Burnley men of Burnley one. You want to go after this or what you got? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. I'm going to talk about someone that might be mentioned a little later today. Okay. Mr. St. Maximin. Hmm. Maximin. Maximin. <laughs> the swashbuckler, the French Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Just, Gucci. I want to talk about him later. Gucci headband. Yeah. Just, man, I think we saw, like, if he can stay healthy. He saw a great player today. He made the difference. Uh, Newcastle, a lot of new signings. All of them hit the ground running. Callum Wilson dropping it like it's hot every game. St. Maximin had a great goal, great solo goal. Yes, it was. I mean, he did, you know, what do they, they usually say? He went right, he went left. Everybody else went to go get a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) They fired in a nice shot low. I still think Nick Pope should have done better. He got a full hand on it and just didn't push it wide. Come on. Stronger wrist, buddy. Oh. Stronger wrist. He was probably just admiring the whole look. Yeah, I mean, he He was dazzled. Oh, yeah. He's phenomenal. And when he set up uh, the second goal, just, oh, my goodness. So I want to talk about that second goal. This is something I really appreciate, and I don't know why it's not done more often. Um, if you've got pace and you're one-on-one with, one with the defender, you know, we used to do this all the time back in the day where we just basically scorched them, beat them to the line, yeah. and fire a ball across. Kick it past them, burn. Yeah. And then you just play – if you put it in between basically the six and the PK, so the six-yard box and the PK, you put it right in that area, goalkeeper probably is not going to be able to come out for that. That is a dangerous area, and that's exactly what he did. Except he was actually able to beat his defender, and Colin Wilson beat his defender, so it was just a little tap-in, yeah. which was, I mean, it was nice. Easy peasy. Yeah, I like that. You know, I see all these guys, um, for instance, sorry, got to go back to Chelsea, Cullum Hudson Adoy. <laughs> He's incredibly quick. He gets the ball on the sideline. Usually they try to bring another defender on, but while you've got one person on, just beat him to the line and cross it. He did that one time and crossed the ball, and I think it ended up, you know, bouncing around a little bit, but ended up being a goal just by doing that. I mean, that's – it's not it's not rocket science, just – Beat them to the line, hit it across, hit it across. Shoot the ball across. Maybe you'll get a deflection off of – Something's going to happen. Yeah, like if you're a, putting it in the box, something's going to happen. Yeah. So, Joe, I'm, i I got to ask you, what's going on with Burnley? I think, I think it's a little fatigue. Their style, the way they play. You know, when you get up to the Premier League, I think I mentioned it a couple episodes back. But when you get up the Premier League, everything's new. You can find that extra ounce of energy, that adrenaline. You're going to really step up your game. That's kind of worn off for them. I mean, Sean Dyche, I think they, yeah. The ginger it's, Marino. Marino. <laughs> yeah. It's going it's gonna to be tough. I think they still have enough 
to to stay up. But yeah, I don't I don't see them. They're going to beat up on the, you know, maybe the Fulhams of the world and a few of these other teams. But that's just because they're going to out hustle everybody and they're going to get after it. But yeah, the margins are so thin for them to win that they're not going to put up five six goals. You know, no, they're one or two. Yeah, at the most. They still have a few injuries, so I know that, you know, they're still waiting for, like, Ben Mee to come back, get yeah. their defense sorted out. But I just – I don't see a lot of creativity Mm-mm. going forward. You know, they've got two monstrosities of some ends. <laughs> you know, Chris Wood and uh, – what's the other one? Ashley Barnes up front, yeah. which he hasn't been playing much. But, I mean, those guys, they just, you know, just – beat up defenders down yeah. there. I mean, they're good for a goal a game. I mean, Chris Wood, heck of a goal this week. The volley, great goal. However, no, that's, I'm sorry, Ashley Westwood. Yeah, that was a beautiful that. strike. Yeah. I get my wood confused. We'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll keep that in. That's funny. That in. Was he a cypress? Was he a yeah. cedar? <laughs> what type of wood was he? He was oak. <laughs> a sycamore. Oh yeah, I get I got them confused, but yeah, great great goal, but they're just not going to score that many goals. Um, I think Ben May will help will help them a little, and then keep the score line tighter. They will squeeze out some wins, but yeah, they're they're not going to beat somebody four three. Yeah, and then if you look at Nick Pope, who was basically yeah. second for clean sheets last year, not a good start to the no, season. Not looking um, good. You know, like I said, I feel like he could have done better with St. Maximin's first goal. But then he had a terrible touch. (laughs) I mean, we call that a donkey touch. That's a hospital touch. You could see it when they slowed it down. It bounces up and, like, comes off his shin. And as soon as it does, he's like, oh, crap. Yeah, he's like, oh, no. (laughs) I have got to take somebody out. And then just takes out the little wee man. Yeah, little Ryan Frazier. (laughs) He comes in like a leprechaun going after his gold, man. He was. (laughs) Gosh, came in so quick. Yeah, he came in hard on it. Yeah, flying through the air afterwards like, referee. Yeah, (laughs) help me. Yeah, he did look up like, okay, this is this is as good as it gets. Yeah. I know it was pouring down rain. That could have had some effect. Like, things were a little bit slick. But I just – I feel like Nick Pope isn't in the right state of mind right now. So, maybe it's because he doesn't have his reliable defenders in front of him right now too. So, yeah. I think, you know, when I was talking about – gosh – Sorry, guys. Chelsea's goalkeeper <laughs> and helping out the defenders, I think that can also be, you know, reversed. If you know what your defenders are in front of you every week, then it will probably build your confidence as well. Yeah. Like the, these goals that were scored, they, they weren't happening last season. No. No, you're right about that. Okay. This one was a shock for me, this next game. I, I mean – you go from beating Man City, beating the tar out of them. breaks off them, five yeah. to two. And then lose to West Ham? Yeah. yeah. Leicester, zero. West Ham, three. Mm, just shut down. All right, Joe, have at your boys. Oh, well, I'll start with my – I've got to give a shout-out to my boys. That time of the week, Harvey Barnes, he got called up for England. And what did he do in this game? Jack Diddley squat. He scored a good goal at the very end. 
the offsides was so yeah. <laughs> so tight. I mean, it was a beautiful little one, two, three, but yeah, he still. When I see him, I'm like, is he twelve? Yeah, he looks really young. Yeah, his face is like it makes Kevin it makes KDB look like a weathered fifty year old. <laughs> It's so it's fresh just face. That facial hair. Yeah, that he's got it. <laughs> they took that off. I mean, they look the same age. That gingerbread goatee, man. It's, gingerbread it, it'll do it. <laughs> well, that's that's good stuff, right there. Oh man, but yeah, I got to give West Ham credit. I mean, they shut it down. Yeah, they did. They really did. So I I got a little bit of stats for you, Joe. Okay, mm, I'm ready. So I think West Ham and David Moyes. Mm-hmm. I found like their their chi oh, okay. lineup. Oh, yeah. You know, it's got to find yeah, your inner chi. And this is the reason I say this, all right? Okay. They spent money on Sebastian Ale. Yes. <laughs> Philippe Anderson, Yarmolenko, and Lanziti. Okay, I did the research on that. Between those four players, they spent $132 million. They were sitting on the bench. Right. Right. Now you look at Mikhail Antonio, Suncek, Suncek, excuse me. Yes. Bowen, and, oh man, did I not Pablo right? Fornals. Yeah, Fornals. Yeah. Okay. Right there, you've only got 62 million playing on the field. They've got a great understanding, but if you take the difference of that, that's like $69 million that... It's on your bench versus playing. It just proves that sometimes it's not about spending cash. It's about no. finding that chi. Yeah, that right chemistry. Yep, and I think they really have found it. Man, I mean, every single one of them looked like uh, just killer out there. Yeah. Mikel Antonio, I mean, I, oh, every yeah. time. Good gosh. If I see him in the lineup against Chelsea, I'm worried. I feel bad for defenders. Yeah, he's he is – I mean, we've been saying this for a while, but he is literally a beast. I mean, he's yeah. a handful <laughs> for defenders. I mean, goodness. He never stops running. Like, I've noticed he'll he'll chase a ball that most people wouldn't chase, and he chases it, and his head is just looking straight straight up into the sky. It's like he's, his legs are just powering him onward, and he don't really care if he gets to it. He's just hustling. Just, he's a heck of an athlete. Yeah. I mean, he can win a header. He can beast you off the ball. He can. I oh, mean, he can he, score. Yeah, he's he, like he's leveled up. Yeah, no doubt. And Declan Rice, I also had to say, I thought was immense. Yes, Just incredible. He. Uh, I was surprised that he didn't come to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. To be honest, yeah. um, I know that we're going to talk about it a little bit later, the uh, transfer window. But I think it was because Chelsea wasn't able to get rid of a lot of dead wood. Yeah. Get the so, money, yeah. But he, yeah, he's—they're putting it down like they. I can't, I can't see that lineup shifting anywhere, because um, every player was just on, just on their game, just locked it down. Same with the defense. Uh, Aaron Questwell, two assists, barely put a foot wrong. Uh, he just put it into the mix again. Yeah, like. he put it in the mixer. Ogbana, I mean, just stopped everything. Yeah, West Ham, I mean. I don't know. Maybe it's the the lack of the specter of death staring over them 
Again, yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> A.K.A. David Moyes. As soon as he gets back on that sideline, they will be like, yeah, like he's back. Oh, gosh. <laughs> There's death. We lost 5 nothing. Yeah, I think it's honestly could be like one of those corporations where like, uh, you know, our employee works better remotely. So, you know, David, if you could just uh, stay away. (laughs) (laughs) That would be wise. It's just whatever's happening is working. So let's keep it going. Yeah. Once again, confusing game, confusing season so far. I mean, Leicester beats Man City 5-2, gets humbled by little old West Ham. So, oh, man. This season, it's it's going to be a roller coaster yeah. for every team. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's we're doing temperature checks or something. Like it's it's going up one day, and then the next next week, team looks like garbage. So with yeah, with that being said, do you see this season where one team is going to just run away? No, I think I think we're going to have like whoever wins, it'll be eighty something points for the winner. I think it's going to be a free for all. I agree. I mean, you got Everton looking good, like looking really good. I mean, it could it could be like a Leicester type season. Like if someone's going to slip through and finish above a Liverpool or Man City, this might be the year. So you know, uh, next next time they come out, which is not next weekend because we or this coming weekend because we've got the international break, but the following weekend is the Merseyside Derby. Oh yeah, first game of the week. I don't know where you'll be, but. I'm going to be watching that. My eyes will be glued on some blue and red. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. What a game. All right. Moving on. Next game was Southampton to West Brom Ajabian. Yes. Zero. Mm. I don't really have a lot to say about this game. There wasn't a lot of stuff going on. Um, It was a comfortable win for Southampton. Yep. They're getting back to winning ways. Yeah. I mean, they had a very unlikely second goal scorer with Romeu. But what a goal. I mean, literally, is that a question? Because I, I've watched it numerous times. I don't know how he scored. I think he did like a Van Persie outside of the foot volley. Did he do it between somebody's legs? So he's their third <laughs> leg and <laughs> he kicked third it? Legged it. I, he third legged it. He did. I mean, it, I mean, every every angle I've seen though, they they try to capture it, but no, it's like the ghost, the ghost yeah. goal or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he hit it with his foot, his shin. He yeah. thigh rocked it. In. Yeah, he might have. <laughs> he might have done a thigh rock. I would love it. Gosh, West Brom, you know Sam Johnston. He kind of kept him in it for a little bit. Made a few good saves. Yeah. Southampton center back partnership looking good. Yannick and Jan. Sounds like a Swedish sitcom. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I thought, yeah, Southampton were looking. I think, I think they have taken a few weeks to get their fitness levels up because they're a high intensity team. They shut down people. They press really well. Play a high line, and you know we saw we saw them get exposed earlier in the season. But I think once their fitness is is up a little bit, I think they're going to be. Uh, I think they're going to get more results like this. You know what is another good thing about some of these lower lower to mid-level teams? You know, when they have international breaks, not many of their team leaves. Right. So they're able to spend more time on the training pitch with Hasselhutten. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that guy looks scary, doesn't Yo, he? Oh, man. Even in a track suit. You know, not many people look scary in a track suit. No. 
Only he, mobsters. I mean, most of the mobsters have a big old belly, and they're just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just his name alone. Yeah, yeah he's a... Yeah, he's 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 a drill sergeant. He's cracking them into shape. I think they're going to be pretty good this year. They'll be mid-table. Yeah. Probably bottom half, I mm. would say. Okay. Yeah. All right, next game, Arsenal 2, Sheffield United 1. Ooh. What you got, Joe? Ooh, what do I have? really don't know where to begin. Uh, it was kind of a... It's kind of a letdown of a game. But Arsenal, I thought they're looking decent. Bellerin, two assists. I know he's your hero. I mean, him and then their <laughs> left back both look like little schoolboys out there with their shirt tucks in. And yeah. The Steve Urkel. Their thing mom going dressed on. them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Bama Yang, he had a few good tries. I think he tried like a semi bicycle kick. I like that. But uh, yeah, he's pretty much starved for service. That's two games in a row he hasn't really – he's been shut down. Yeah. So. Definitely. What were your thoughts? Well, the first thing I saw was I was looking at Sheffield United's kit, and I'm like – Oh, yes. Where – The green and gold. Where does this – It's like Robin Hood. Robin Hood? I yeah. was I was saying they look like Notre Dame. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, but, uh, like Portland Timbers or something almost. Just With more gold. Definitely not my favorite. Yeah, I noticed that. That was a uh, that was a strange choice. I never, I hadn't picked up their pink. You know, their away jersey is pink. Their home, I thought might be one of the best in the league. I think it looks amazing. But then the white and red, white and red with the stripes okay. and then blocked out on the back. But yeah, this third kit, yikes. Yeah, it was a yeah, not my favorite. Definitely not my favorite. But uh, you know, we had uh, we were starved for anything until about the 60th minute, and then Arsenal pulled like an old school Arsenal goal out of their bum bum. <laughs> Beautiful little one two chip to the back post, guys wide open, and what a powerful header from Saka. Yeah, he sure. it was placement too. I mean, the defender was on the post. Oh, perfect placement. Goalie was right there, and he said, "Nope, I'm going to put it in between you." Yeah. And then, less than three minutes later, Nicholas Pepe. Man, that, I'm talking shades of Thierry Henry with that goal. Yeah, that was I sick. Mean, they paid a lot of money for him, and they didn't really get to see much out of him last year. No. And then bringing in William from Chelsea as a free agent, I mean, it's really – I think it's pushed him to – Yeah. Because he, he's very confident in his ability. Yeah, he's a, he's got a lot of swag to him. Yeah. I, uh, th- I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a battle between those two. Honestly, maybe they can push each other. I mean, William, good player, but Pepe, he's got to deliver moments like this if he wants to keep keep playing for him. William gives you a lot more than just, you know. Yeah. He's seen him for so many years at Chelsea, he's consistently, you know, six or seven player. Every now and then he'll just pull pull something out and he'll the bum just bum. yeah. He will go crazy and just have a fantastic game. Usually likes to do against Tottenham, so mm-hmm. just be aware just of that. Just be on the lookout. But uh, yeah, game like you said, it disappointed a little bit. Yeah, wasn't great. I mean, David McGoldrick, aka the Black Irishman, dropped a great, great goal. That was the one moment of magic I thought. Yeah, for Sheffield, 
and they had enough time to pull some more back. I mean, he scored that pretty I mean, it was about the 80th minute, so they had time, and they had chances. He had another chance that he smacked kind of wildly, took a deflection that wasn't going anywhere near the goal. But still, they had chances. They just, in the end, they couldn't put it together. Yeah, that's, that's another team. It's just not happening for right now. They are struggling hard. Yeah. And Ramsdale is kind of a big step down <laughs> from Mr. Dean Henderson. Yeah, old Dean Henderson. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Wolverhampton Wanderers, Wolves, one. A.K.A. Wolves. <laughs> Fulham, Fulham, zero. Oh, yeah. Good old Fulham. I thought this was Fulham's best performance of the year. I concur. The, the defense, you know, our favorite of the pod, the one and only, Reverse Sampson, Tim Ream. Yeah. They had another American Look, out there, too. Anthony Robinson. Yeah. Finally got him in. I thought he might have been their best player. He looked really good. Yeah. He was really dangerous. I mean, he's going for it. Yeah, I like it. Yes, I like seeing two Americans. It's like the old Fulham. It's like the heyday right there, bringing it back. Very nice. But Yeah, Tim Ream, he actually, I think he was the only one to start of the normal defenders. Hector and uh, Dennis Adoy both on the bench. Hmm. So, yeah, Tim Ream. He, I think he's in Scotty P's good graces again. <laughs> Scotty P enjoying the Americana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope it brings him good results good moving fortune. forward. Good fortune. But, yeah, this time, yeah, Pedro Neto, only goal, 56 minute. Good shot. Yeah, through the legs of quite a few people. Oh, yeah. Goalie couldn't see it. Yep. I mean, Areola, gosh, that's so fun. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> just fun. Man. He – if he was American, he would have been teased every day. Yeah, absolutely. But he, he played really well. He had a great game. Yep. You know, there's nothing he could have done about that shot. No. He he had an amazing, you know, second save. I think he parried one right to a defender and then got himself big and oh, starfish. Yeah. yeah. But probably shouldn't have parried it back. Yeah, right in the danger zone. But the Kenny, anyway. the Kenny Loggins. <laughs> yeah, the Kenny Loggins zone. <laughs> but, I mean, there were a lot of chances on both sides, just a lot of poor finishing. I mean, Wolves are even looking. Yeah, they're looking a little stagnant. I mean, I think the same thing happened last year with them. Yeah. They, if I recall, they had a slow they, start. They start slow, yeah. So. Yeah, um, who really knows what they're going to do, but, yeah. They got the win. Yeah. That's how it starts. Three points, three points. Yeah. All right, Joe, are you oh, ready? Oh, give me a minute. <clears throat> All right. This this hurts. Manchester United won. Tottenham Hot Spurs. Six. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. I, I'm getting flashbacks. This was traumatic. This is a bad game. Bad game, Matt. Incredible to watch. It was incredible to see because you were seeing a level of defensive meltdown that I don't remember seeing in quite some time. I mean, it, Since Phil Jones was yeah. on the field. <laughs> Even Phil Jones was like, dang, they suck. Where is he now, for, for real? I think he's had like 20 injuries in his Manchester United career. He's injured. Wow. Yeah, he's out. Like he's, he's He could have been 
you know, everybody hyped on Phil Jones back in the day, but, uh, you know, when he was first coming along, even Sir Alex Ferguson was like, this guy could be one of the greats. But injuries and, I mean, now you, you, it's just laughable. But anyway, it is very I, laughable. I digress. <laughs> Continue, please, sir. Yeah, Spurs, you got to give them credit. They're looking like the total package. And, and Gareth Bale is not even out there yet. Jose Mourinho may have found something. Yeah, they're definitely he, clicking. He took Harry Kane away from scoring and made him into a playmaker. And it's, it's, it's freaking working. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, of a, outside of Messi, I don't know of a more dangerous one-on-one attacker than Mr. Son right now. Yeah. He missed one. He yeah, missed he did. A, he did miss touch it, but thank goodness he did. Uh, I mean, how many goals do you really need, buddy? <laughs> oh man yeah just put it down I mean you know it was a good first 30 seconds for Manchester United yep penalty excuse me penalty inside of one minute uh, up steps Bruno Fernandez, who puts it away doing his Bruno thing copying Jorginho improving upon Jorginho yes fair enough <laughs> but then it was just all downhill. Yeah, and it really we're gonna was. We're going to talk a little bit about this later on. I think somebody might have jinxed themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, you know, it was, man. And then everything, I think, really changed with the red card. It definitely I, did, yeah. I want to ask your opinion on it because I have a very, you know, this is Spurs we're talking about, and one player in particular that I have never – <laughs> Never been a fan of. So, Joe, let me ask you, what do you think about this? Okay, well, it was a, a strike to the face. And to quote the great Alexi Lalas, you can't be half pregnant, which is his way of saying you either did it or you didn't do it. So, yes, it was a strike to the face. Yeah. My problem was Lamella not being sent off. If you're going to go one yellow card, go the other yellow card. Like if, if, I, if I was sitting right there and I said, you could either elbow me in the jaw or you can slap me in the face real lightly, I, I would probably take the slap in the face lightly because it's about one-third the power. Um, but yeah. The elbow is the most solid thing to hit anybody with on your body. So yes. it, it was not a love tap. Like You could tell it hurt, and it, and it was just pure instinct. Like If someone hits you that hard, you just – clap him and that's what he did I mean I can't argue with it uh it could be yeah it could be something he regrets for a long time I know he's out for a couple weeks now um but I I liked I might be in the minority here but I like the energy Manchester United was showing the first 15 minutes or so after the red card well no just in the very after that red card because the goal that followed it I think made it 3-1 it was you could just you could feel the the, just the morale drop. The life can. I mean, you could just, yeah, it was like, it was incredible. It's like a Zelda game or something. They were just sucking the life force out of them. Um, but the first little bit, I was like, oh, look at Pogba. Pogba's up for it, like putting in high energy. Like it was looking a little better. But then it just fell apart. I mean, defensive errors, Harry Maguire. I mean, we'll talk about him later. Uh, they're just horrendous. Horrendous errors. The whole defense, Luke Shaw, nowhere to be found. I mean, just getting done dirty. He could have easily had a red card. 
I mean, one of the most cynical fouls I've ever seen. I mean, that just, was rough. I mean, just on one hand, it was kind of funny. It was like something out of FIFA when you're pissed off, it, your opponent is beating you, and you just tackle him from behind. But in a real game, like you could at full speed, you could hurt somebody. Yeah, he. And there's no, I mean, there's just no place for that because it, it was just pure uh, petulance and just like a little angry child. It was just, it's not befitting yeah, Manchester rather, United. I'd rather see somebody just grab a jersey and pull them back, you know, than yeah. do a tackle like that. Oh that, yeah, that's. That, I mean, that could, you don't see that too often. Yeah. You, exactly, you don't see it, and you know he was not trying to hurt anybody, but it could. It's one of those tackles that could easily break somebody's leg. Oh yeah, just accidental, just rolled ankle snap. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you can't clip somebody from behind at, at full speed just because you're angry and you're losing. But yeah, I think first time ever in the Premier League, Manchester United have allowed four goals in the first half, like ever. Was, at Old Trafford. Yeah, it was a tough day. Yeah. If the fans were there, it would have been they would have been screaming bloody murder oh, at some Ed of those performances. Probably would have needed a. Uh, like an armored car to get out of there. Oh, definitely. Gosh. Yeah, it, it would have been ugly. Like, the, just the lack of energy and just lack of fight. It was pathetic, honestly. Yeah. So, I want to go back to the red card and just put my two cents out there. I didn't mm-hmm. like the reaction from either player. Yeah. You know, um, I have seen what Lamella can do as a player. Um, excuse me, as a Kind of a dirty player. I've seen <laughs> seen him do some things He's got a against dirty Chelsea. Yeah. Against you know, I even went online and looked up like Lamella dirty tackles. He's he's been known to be kind of a dirty player. I mean, back in 2014, 2015, he was the dirtiest player in the league according to so many tackles, so many yellow cards, so many red cards. He was the dirtiest player. Yeah, especially for how many minutes he gets. Yeah. On the field, it's a very high ratio. But just like you were saying, I mean, he knew what he was doing. He was trying to, you know, position himself. And you see this all the time. You know, people are kind of like pushing off of each other. But, no, he stuck an elbow and then pushed towards Martial's throat. Yes. He meant to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he definitely did. So I didn't like that. Martial, you're young. you got to be able to keep – you're cool when that happens. I mean, you've got to be able to say, you know, take a step back and say, referee. You know, he just hit me right in the throat. Yep. Don't smack him in the face. Yeah. And then Lamella's reaction where he flopped down, that just made it more infuriating, honestly. It was a – I mean, it was like a four-second – Delay, yeah. And everybody looked at him like (sighs) – It's just pathetic. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it was the softest – Smack like it was almost like yeah, it was you know, bar- just trying to get somebody's attention. Yes, not even a full on. No, nothing like that. It was just almost a. He put his hand on his face. There and was contact. Pushed. Yeah, there was contact between hand and face. Yeah, I mean, but his, the force of his was literally maybe one third of what he got hit with. Yeah, it was just a bad situation all around. I wish, yeah, I wish he hadn't done it. But man, yeah, Lamella, that was just that's pathetic behavior. I'm sorry. It it is. But at the same time, Martial, he can't do that. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean the rules. It is a red card. Yeah. I, I agree. Like, can't be I, half pregnant. <laughs> yeah. They both both should have got sent off. Yeah. That would have been fair. I would have been, been okay with that. But good good credit to Spurs. I mean, they look 
they looked dangerous. I never thought I'd say that under Jose Mourinho, but every time they were going forward, it was like, are they going to score again? Yeah. And it kept happening. It kept happening. Yeah. Yeah. So good credit to them. We'll see what they can do before yeah. the uh, Jose Mourinho train derails. Yeah. It will happen. Yeah, it will. But maybe they might have a good little little run. So we thought that that was going to be the biggest. Oh, yeah. Kind of craziest game of the week. Like it couldn't get any crazier. Yeah. But then. It got crazier. It did, Joe. It got a lot crazier. <laughs> I want to meet, if there's a, a human being alive who who predicted these scores, I want to shake his or her hand. Yes. Yes. Because I don't think there is one. Aston Villa, seven. Good gosh. Your reigning champions, Liverpool, two. Two. Seven yeah. <laughs> to two. Wow. Okay, I, I got to just start off. I said I was going to talk about it. Liverpool's kits. Did you see these things? Yes. The black and gray checkerboard? Yep. On the socks, too? Yep. <laughs> I mean, some of these, they're just trying to get too fancy with, with kits. I mean, I could literally take a dump and smear it on a shirt, <laughs> and it would look better than that. It would be better I, I mean, than that. some people yeah. may like it, but you know what it really reminded me of? What's that? When I saw them playing in this, it took me back to when Liverpool was like crap yeah, under was... Brendan Rodgers and all these other. And I'm like, this isn't Jurgen Klopp's. Yeah, they're they're going back to the wrong era. Yeah, these these jerseys make them look weak. Yep. So, oh man. I yeah, mean, there's something to it because checkerboard. That result was that was insane. I don't know another word for it, man. That was just crazy. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have Mane. They didn't yeah. have Allison, both on my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt me a lot. Yeah, buddy. But, uh, yeah. Wow. Um, so. No Jordan Henderson? Yeah. I think it might have been different if some of those guys had been out there. Like Jordan Henderson, he's getting people fired up. I don't think Jordan Henderson is going to lose 7-2. to two. Yeah, he barks at people. Yeah. I mean, they might have Literally. lost, but, yeah, he, I think he bites people too. He might. But, you know, the, the crazy thing was it could have been a lot worse. Oh, it, it could have easily been like 10. I mean, Villa had – Ross Barkley alone had numerous chances. Oh, Ross the boss. My goodness. No. Yes. No, we're not giving oh, yeah. him that he, name. I'm, I'm all in on the Ross train, buddy. All right. Get he, on it. He was not good. He he didn't quite click for Chelsea, but he might have found his level. Like, they threw him straight in there. He looked like a powerhouse. <laughs> I mean, him and Jack Grealish. A little man love going on I, between. A little bro love. Yeah, I think – man, I'm telling you. I don't I'm like calling it either right here. one of those players. Ross the boss. It's oh, a man. nickname, man. I'm telling you, he is back. Greedy Grealish. He's back. <laughs> yeah, Grealish. Oh, man. Ollie Watkins. I mean, the whole team looked really good. Ollie Watkins' hat trick in the first half against your reigning champions. Yes. Like, that is a, a very delicate Martial slap to the face. Yeah. <laughs> a French slap to the face. I mean, Martial didn't even take off his glove for that, you know. That he should have. If he if he had mom taking off a glove, <laughs> that would have been that would have been legit. Oh, that that would have taken it up a notch. But um, that red card got rescinded. 
That's just proper etiquette. Yeah. <laughs> we can't give him. That. He's a French gentleman. Come on. Oh, man. So, you know, I talked about Liverpool's luck last year, that they were very lucky. Yeah, they rode some luck, some of those results last year. Okay, in this game, there were three deflected goals. Are we seeing the end of Liverpool's luck? Oh, I think, this, out? I think this is just going to be a one-time shock result. And they still might lose, but, yeah, three crazy deflections. Crazy deflections, but then, hold on, we'll go back a little bit further. You have all right, all right. Um, Virgil van Dijk making a mistake. You know, before last year, I think he had one mistake that led to a goal in a hundred and some odd games. But in the last eight games, he's had two or three. Yeah, he gifted uh, Patrick Bamford that goal versus yeah. Leeds. I mean, just gifted him a goal. And then last season, towards the end, so it's it's two, two in like eight games. Yeah. Since and Joe Gomez was just straight up exploited. He was slow. Yeah. I couldn't. I, I didn't know what was going on. So here we go: three deflective goals, keeper mistakes from Adrian. Yeah. I mean, he did not do himself any favors with that first one. No, no. You've got defenders making mistakes. And if they get an injury, you know, some if they l- lose that cohesion, like not having Mane, not having Allison, not having Jordan Henderson, you know, that's, that's three injuries. They're an average team. They, they're not as good as they were, for sure. I mean, they. You saw, yeah, a little shine come off. You know, just a few weeks ago, we were like, "Oh my goodness, they look unstoppable." Man, they got crushed. But I, I do think it was a case of their good luck kind of even itself out. I mean, th- those deflections. I mean, my goodness, those were not just a little rinky dink. Those were incredible. Like you dream of getting those deflections when you rip a shot. And oh, they, I don't, they had three of them. I don't <laughs> dream of that. Like first, okay, if somebody. Maybe, maybe. You know what? I don't. I don't think I would ever do this. I don't think I could celebrate a deflected goal like that. Oh, I would just be like, my bad. Almost like the tennis thing. You know, if you're playing tennis and you hit it and it hits the top of the tape and it just bounces up and drops right down on the other side, you say, I apologize. Same thing. Oh, well, yeah. Jack Grealish, Ross Barkley getting these crazy deflections, and they're like. Oh yeah, doing, doing the hand a. signals, yeah. you know, for somebody. Throwing like, down I get the it. A. Yeah, but yeah, I no, just, I, yeah. The yeah. deflections were just perfect in that they they sent the goalkeeper the wrong direction or one. I think it was Ross Barkley's just went like you, you couldn't he, he couldn't hit that in his wildest dreams like in the upper corner the way it deflected. Yeah, it was a, a looping ball, so, so it had a lot of topspin on I, it. I, yeah, I mean, you just don't see that three of them in one game. I don't. I don't think Liverpool's luck. I don't, I don't think that will continue. Okay. So their luck has not run out? It has not. I think it's okay. just regression to the mean. They got some breaks last year. This year, it might even itself back out. I or do think – Sorry, Darby coming up, though. Yeah, I do. And I think their style – their style kind of brings it on. You know, English English soccer always got the, the bad rap of, oh, we're going to play long balls. We're going to – you know, oh, they're going to just kick it up to the, you know, the big mountain of a man up, up front. Well – Liverpool playing that high line, leaving all that space, is not the uh, long ball of the past. But, yeah, it is a through ball to Ollie Watkins or Jack Grealish. 
I mean, Grealish could have had a couple more. I mean, just one-on-one. Yeah, they, they, they can be exposed if a team can escape escape that press real quick. And, yeah, Aston Villa played right in their hands. I mean, like you said, they could have had several more goals. Yeah. Because the more Liverpool tried to, oh, we're down three, let's, let's get up there and score a few. Same thing happened. Exposed, yeah. exposed, exposed. Well, what they did was they made their outside backs actually defend. They're not good defenders. No. I mean – They're great attackers, great crossers. TAA, you know, the last goal, he – Instead of, you know, trying to be like a shortstop and just getting his body in front of the ball, he just made a wild swing at it. He was the last person back. Grealish came in. That was a little cheeky little dink. Oh, yeah. Ooh, just a little off-kilter, half-speed dink. So, and then I think uh, Andy Robertson is a heck of a player. I really do. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. I hear him speak about games and the way he plays – really appreciate him you know I think it was uh last week when he there he scored I think the game winner or something and they asked him about what he thought of the game he said it was a pretty good game except for my screw up when he you know flicked the ball right, right to Lacazette yeah yeah he, I mean, he took responsibility I like that yeah I like it all right well what a weekend wow yes now one, we one got of the craziest off. ever yeah Week off. Yep. It's always does this, right? When it gets hot and heavy, <laughs> somebody say, just gets up and leaves the, the room. The Premier League says no. <laughs> oh man, calm down. Gosh. So, um, we're gonna take next week off, I guess. Yeah, we can take it off. We can we can go international. Okay, we'll figure that out later. You but, might hear from us. Yeah. Um, now is the meat. The final – what am I trying to say? It's the – The meat in the sandwich? Yeah, the meat in the sandwich. It's the egg and the biscuit. <laughs> it's what everybody wants. It's what the, what the people want. So, it's our segment time. First segment is – It's the creme de la – It's the creme de la – It's the creme de la oh, – Creme de la prime. Creme de la prim. Mm. Joe, who you got for your creme de la prim? Who's the good of the good this week? Who's the good of the good? My man was Trebian this week. I mentioned him earlier. Mr. Alan St. Maximin. Oh, okay. Okay. The French swashbuckler. Just doing his thing. I think he is the closest we have in the modern Premier League 2020 to a Ronaldinho. His look, his love of entertaining people and himself with his borderline dance moves, borderline just wanting to embarrass his opponents. But he's got that mixture of speed, power, and just pure dribbling ability. It, it might not always come off, but when it does, like he is a devastating player. He's got a better grill than Ronaldinho. <laughs> Much better, better hair. <laughs> He's got the little headband. Yeah, his whole look. I mean, I think if he keeps putting performances like he did this week, he could become iconic in Newcastle, like one of their great modern players. Like his whole look, just head to toe black and white. Just my man. He just he's he's on another level. If he can keep doing what he's doing, I think he could power him up the table a bit. Nice. Yeah. So I got to go with him. I 
yeah, he, that's the performance I always want to see from him. I always like to see. I know he's had some injury problems, but yeah, if he can keep kicking like that, it is going to be a good season for him and Newcastle. Yep, yep, I would agree. So, yep, he's my creme de la prem this week. All right, I'm going to go with a a sweet goal that we discussed a little bit earlier from the – let's see, which game was that? Um, give me a second. Everton for Brighton and Hove Albion 2. The mm. Basima. Is that right? Basima? Yes. Basima. Basuma. Basuma. There we go. Basuma. The volley. Yeah. I mean, Wow. What I was so impressed with with this goal was the it's it's hard I think to chest a ball perfectly to yourself and in one motion take a step and then just rifle a volley in. You know, a lot of times when people chest the ball it goes a little bit further away from them, they're just not able to control it, but the way he was able to chest it down, not even bounce, and then just hit a volley like that. Keeper had no chance. It had top spin on it. I mean, it was just oh, it was side lethal. netting. Yeah. yeah, lethal. What a goal. Yeah, I think. Was he from Mali? He's a Mali international? I'm not sure. I believe. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a great goal. There were a lot of great goals this week. I had to go with that because it was just – it caught my eye. Yeah, oh, that, that was great. That type of volley is – Pretty sweet yeah. and hard to really hard to accomplish. So yeah, it was perfect in that he yeah he kind of when he trapped it he he took himself into the open area like it was very deliberate. It wasn't just let me just pop this ball up. It was I'm taking it forward into the open space where I can unleash this rocket. Yep, yep. Probably shouldn't do that anywhere else, but don't unleash the rocket. Do not. <laughs> you can get arrested. <laughs> All right, so. Everybody loves this one. It's where we get to make a little fun of some people or just talk about some something bad. Oh, just, just bad. So this next segment is... Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> a little duet. All right. Yes. Oh, Matt, who you got for this one? You're not going to like it. Oh, I think I might. You, yeah, you will not like it. <laughs> so I'm going to go straight up with your team, Manchester United. I, was I gonna, mean, I'm going with the same thing. Okay. <laughs> so there's a couple, not even a couple, a lot of things going on with this game. First, I want to talk about Harry Phil Jones Maguire. Oh. First goal that Tottenham scores. He has the ball. He looked like a baby seal. I, I mean, this was the most ridiculous goal I've seen in a while. I mean, if you watch this, it's, it's almost like, wait a second. Is this like a clown's getting out of a clown car? <laughs> like, what is going on? And if you haven't seen it, if, if you're about to watch it, just prepare yourself. It's I mean, if ugly. You, if somebody would take that goal and then, you know, edit some, you know, goofy sounds into it, it would be stinking hilarious. (laughs) I mean, it is awful. So first thing that I noticed, Harry Maguire heads the ball almost directly into Eric Bailly's head. Yes, bonk. And he heads it straight up, and then Eric Bailly goes to head it. 
He heads it straight up. Yes. McGuire's like, oh, I got this. I'm going to head it back to De Gea. Yeah. No. Simplest header Just possible. It. it hits the wrong side of this 27-foot forehead. <laughs> I mean, his forehead literally has its own zip code. It, it looks like a drive-in movie theater screen. Oh, my gosh. It's that wide. And he... He just dinked it literally about six feet. Yeah, like, straight up. Yes. Not even like two anyone. I don't know how it's possible to hit it that weak. And then, after that happens, what does he do? Instead of trying to help out, he grabs Luke Shaw, who's trying to make a tackle, and bear hugs yeah. him <laughs> and pulls him to the ground and then moves him out of the way. So he's like, no, I got this. Yeah, no, no. And then gets megged for a goal. Luke Shaw's... After the goal goes in, he's looking around like, referee. What? They tackled me. The referee's like, it was Harry freaking McGuire. Teammate. Yes. Oh my gosh. He was he was awful. I mean wow. Wow. He was he was terrible. Yeah. He he, was terrible. He's he's the number one culprit for a lot of reasons. But there are also other other players as well. I mean it was just after that red card, yeah, the whole team just—I I honestly could have been twenty to twenty to one. Oh, it was bad. It was like they just quit. So, I got some other people. I'm gonna call this one Bruno Laughing Fernandez. So they score a penalty kick within the first minute. Well, you know, after VAR and all of that, so it took a little bit of time. So, you know, inside of two minutes, they score a goal. I don't know if many people saw this, but I caught it. And I'm not the biggest fan of Bruno Fernandez. But as he was going back to the center circle, he was laughing hysterically. And he was to the point where he was very, very arrogant about what just happened. Like, oh, yeah, (laughs) we're going to spank (laughs) that. Yep, that was the feeling. What happened? gets taken off at halftime because he was garbage. Yes. He gave the ball away a lot. People, if any team wants to know how to get the best of Man U, just take him away. Put somebody on him all the time. Do the Jose Mourinho where you put Ander Herrera on him. Yeah, just put somebody on him. If he's got pressure, he doesn't make good decisions. He's used to being in space. When he's not in space... He's average. Then we're going to go with Eric Bailly. Mm, yes. I mean, you know, we're watching it here in the States, so the commentators, they were talking about something else, and then all of a sudden it was, oh, and they're in again. Eric Bailly decides to just try to pass it out of the back, plays a really soft hospital ball right to Matic, who gets tackled by Harry Kane. One, two, three, go. Oh, it's, it's pitiful. Then Luke Shaw. I'm pretty sure he's a defender, right? Pretty sure. Where was he on half of their goals? He like, was not anywhere around. It was. Yeah. When they were coming in on Manchester United's left, like he was nowhere to be found. Yeah. And, I mean, he's he's kind of hard to miss. He's like a little Shakiri out yeah, there. He's short and stocky. <laughs> I mean, he's he's like a four-foot brick wall. Yes. Like, you've got to see him. Yeah, it looks like a little Rubik's Cube running around. And then Pogba. What was he wearing? Was he was he getting ready to go shoot some basketball and trying to keep his shooting arm warm? What was the sleeve for? He's got an Iverson 
love, man. I don't know. Throwing arm? Like, is he trying to say, like, yeah, Cam Newton, yeah. I heard you got corona, <laughs> you know, you're my boy. Yeah, bring it in. wear this sleeve. In honor. It, what was that? He, to me, Pogba is the most egregious, egregious, just violator of the Manchester United spirit. I mean, he's literally, he did the corniest, stupidest slide to give away a penalty kick late in the game. And then he's laughing about it. Like, if Roy Keane and some of those guys had been around, oh my gosh, Roy his, his teeth would have been smashed yeah. in. Yeah. Like, it, it's just. Roy Keane would have headbutted him. He would have probably killed Paul Pogba. Like, I'm sorry. I think put in Donnie Dawson's Creek, Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek. Get him in there, and Pogba can sit out until he gets the right uh, spirit. The right just head headspace, man, because this guy is just all over the place. He sucks. I mean, just he's he looks like he has, and I'll, I've heard this before. I'm not inventing this, but he looks like he's playing for a girl in the crowd. Everything he does, he is trying to showboat. He invites like physical uh, competition. Like he he will kind of hold on to the ball a little too long so that he can kind of muscle somebody off and use yes his very good abilities and very good. Um, uh, body strength to just rotate and get out of it. And it works maybe one-third of the time. One-third of the time, he looks great. And two-thirds, he loses it, and there they go. You know, I, I thought he was – I saw that he didn't really have a fresh new haircut, something simple, and I was thinking, maybe this is the real Pogba. We're waiting for it. Apparently, he he needs to do something. It's same old Pogba. Man, he yeah, – his, Yeah, his just whole attitude – I think he needs to sit on the bench, and if he can get it right, then okay, put him in because he can be devastating. I saw some, I saw some, I saw some flashes of the true Pogba. I saw, especially in the beginning of the game, I was like, wow, like the whole team looked really fired up for whatever reason. They Jose Mourinho, yeah, <laughs> That's they were fired up, and yeah, I was like, wow, if they could keep this going, but by the 28th minute, whenever that red card was, and then the goal that followed, well, it was out the window. Do you think that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has the gonads to actually put Pogba on the bench? Yeah, I think he does. Will he? I don't know. Okay. I think he has the gonads. I mean, he, he he's seen it done before with Sir Alex, so he knows the right move to make. Something has to happen. Is he making the right moves? Some of them. Okay. Some of them, no. Okay. But it, it's a lot. I think the problem is a lot deeper than, than him. Yeah, I think it's to the core. Yeah. yeah. Or it's it's higher up, I yes. would say. Yes. You could get in Pochettino next week. Maybe it's a little better, but these huge problems aren't going anywhere with some of the same people up top. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Well, we were We're in agreement. Yeah. I mean that was studs aligned. Wow. Studs aligned. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, I mean, I, there was really only one choice for me this week. Bless your heart. I mean, yeah, honorable mention, Liverpool. We could throw a few others in, but Manchester United. That was just, wow. That's something you won't forget anytime soon. Yeah, that was that was poor. Yeah. That was poor. I think Liverpool got unlucky, but Man U was just – that was rough. That was rough. I was – 
I was hoping that you you were okay. I <laughs> do a wellness a little, check on me. <laughs> I mean, inside of what was it like four minutes? I sent out a text even before all this stuff went down. I was like, "This is a little poop emoji." Yeah. <laughs> show. I mean that PK, and then that first goal. I was like, "Wow, this is." I mean, am I watching the circus? Yeah, it was, <laughs> I don't know what's going it, on. It, you rarely see that level of just ineptness. Yes. From, even, you could have put Fulham. Everybody's saying, oh, Fulham was so bad these past couple weeks. You could have put Fulham's worst lineup out there, and I doubt it would have looked that bad. It was rough. It's rough. But I will say, same thing with Liverpool. I think everybody's going to have one of these weeks this year. Yeah. You know, in a few weeks we're going to be like, oh, Chelsea. Yeah, it's, it's happening. It's an unpredictable so, season. That's, it really is. That's the one thing we can predict. It's extremely unpredictable this year. Right, right. All right, so the next one is the one that everybody wants to hear about. We call this the... That's right. That's right. Crank up the volume. Fine ass frogs here. <laughs> Ooh. So what you got this week, Joe? Oh, I'm going to throw a quick shout-out to someone most of y'all probably forgotten about. I know I had great player back in his day. He's kind of disappeared. He's in the last year of his contract making crazy money. Mesut Ozil. Dadgummit. We're on the same page. We're on the same page. All right. We're just two great minds think alike. I guess so. You talking about... Mr. Gunnosaurus, right? Yes, yes. So oh, yeah. Joe and I honestly do not. We we sit down and take our own notes, and then we show up my little basement, my little cellar. Oh, freestyle. Yep, just freestyle it, and we really don't know what's going on and who the other person picked. You know, we talk about, you know, some discussions, the tailgate. Basically, it's what we talk about. Yeah. But still, yeah. So... Joe, have Dang. at it. <laughs> well, no, you do the same, man. It is, yeah, I think it, I speak for everyone when I say it broke our hearts when we heard that Gunnar Soros was laid off. Um, you know, yes. I've got, this This could be both finest frog's hair and bless your heart. Yes. Stan Kroenke. It's pretty messed up. The Arsenal owner, right, says, nope. No, uh, there's no, there's no fans. There's no reason for you to be here. Your job's yep. done. Yep. This guy started in 1993, mm. when Gunasaurus was actually, you know, when, what do they call it? Uh, when he's invented. Yeah, it was invented in 1993. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at my notes and couldn't find anything. Uh. Um, but yeah, in 1993, the same guy's been wearing this. You know, he brings a lot of people joy and everything. Oh, yeah. He's, he's an icon by now. Stan Kroenke says, no, yeah. no, there's no room for you here. Yeah. So Ozil, being a gentleman, says, I'll pay his wages. Yes. Until whenever, you know, as long as I'm here. But I have a really big problem with what's going on in Arsenal right now. Okay? So last year when the coronavirus was going on, they asked their players to take a 12.5% pay cut. The first team. Sure, sure, yeah, we'll take a pay cut. Yeah. The reason for the pay cut was to 
allow the non-playing staff. Yeah, to keep them going. Fifty-five play or uh, fifty-five people to keep them on wages. Yeah. So the first team was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a little solidarity Longest. with the with the other people who help us do what we do. Yeah. What does Arsenal do? They furloughed them. Yep. Even after that. So, of course, the first team's like, what the heck's going on? You know, we agreed that we would take this pay cut, and you're still letting them go. Yes. Now, that pay cut went from 125 down to 7.5% because they got into the Europa League. Okay? But still, I just – there's something going on within Arsenal. Now, we've got a good friend of ours that – is not a big fan of Kroenke because he's doing the same thing in Colorado with the Colorado Rapids. He basically, um, this whole um, TV station, it says, like, if you want to watch the Colorado Rapids, you got to pay. You got to pay more money. You know, I mean, you know what he reminds me of? The, the boss in. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, where he cuts out the Christmas bonuses to save a buck and gives them a Jelly of the Month Club membership. That's Stan Kroenke. I mean, this is, like I said, this could be a bless your heart for Arsenal's hierarchy. You know, it's, it's in times like this, it's, it's not even laughable. It's downright criminal what he's doing. Yeah. And then, Gunasaurus. Yep. That's that's the cherry on top of all the evil. Like, I mean, yes, it's it's a funny mascot, but it's a mascot. Yeah, it's yeah, funny, we get it. and right. it's part of you know it brings some smiles to people's faces. And he twenty seven years this guy's been a mascot. This How guy, long has Kronky been there? Not that long. No, and it's not like Gunasaurus is taking millions and millions of dollars. Like this guy ain't making that much. No, he's trying to feed his family. Yeah. And you're sitting on your little high horse, like, oh. And the worst part was they announced it the same day that they signed $45 million. Thomas Party. Actually, it was euros, but oh, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. Euros. Pounds, but still, yeah. yeah. Thomas Party. So the same day, they're like, we don't have enough money to pay yeah, like, our mascot. Like $30,000 or whatever. But let me just go ahead and throw 45 mil at someone. Yeah. Mesut Ozil, though, stepped up big time. He's yeah. kind of become a public enemy number one persona non grata at Arsenal. Very fancy. Yeah, here lately. But, man, what a gesture. What a move. Um, it's kind of sad we're not going to see him in his prime. He's just uh, collecting a hefty, hefty paycheck week after week. Riding the pine. Yep. And he seems to be happy to do it. Uh, so that's kind of sad. But, man, what a gesture. What a move. Um, it's a true gentleman's yeah. action right there. Yeah, absolutely. So, my gesture. So, again, Joe and I are in unison. Yep, studs are aligned once studs again. Are <laughs> so, yeah, Mesut Ozil, your trophy's in the mail, buddy. All right, yeah. Just a small, like, one-inch by one-inch piece of fabric. With a frog on it. 
<laughs> yeah. A hairy frog on it. So it's a it's a piece of seersucker yeah. that we cut out from one of our suits. Yeah. <laughs> we just put we, we drew a frog. A, we drew a frog <laughs> on a washable pen. You can put uh, that beside your uh, all the jerseys you've collected, your trophies. Yep. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to the tailgate talk. Or you just flip down that tailgate, sit on the back, get your can dip. Yeah, get, get you a cold one. Beers, yeah. And you just have you a good old conversation. <laughs> so I wanna I wanna discuss the deadline day, which happened last night. I wanna talk about the deals that happened. There were actually quite a few deals that stood out to me by some, you know, some teams that needed something. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're going to talk about. This is probably going to be a short tailgate talk, but um, just starting it off, we just mentioned him, Arsenal getting Thomas Partey. Uh-huh, Partey. He's a heck of a player. Oh, he is. He's a powerhouse. I mean, they're – Mikel Arteta is – I think he's – He's assembling something. He's got something going on. He I don't like does. to say this because i got a lot of friends that are – Gooners. Gooners. <laughs> Gooner Army. But he's he's putting something together that really really is actually resembling a team. Yeah. No, it's uh it's kind of interesting to see. Like people are def he's whatever he whatever his sales pitch is to these guys, like they're obviously listening. Kept Obama Yang. Could have left. He's attracting players. They want to play for Arsenal again. Yeah, I mean, and they're looking better and better. They are. I mean, there was a short, short period of time where there was some talk of party coming to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to spend the money on Declan Rice, so it was like his our alternative. So I watched quite a bit. This guy can play out of the back. He's a great tackler. He can score a goal. He's, I believe, he's Ghanaian. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Little Michael Essien. You know, oh, out yeah. There. Shades of Essien. Yeah, he he looks like a real deal. I'm, I'm going to say Arsenal. Oh, yeah. I would love Manchester United to have snapped him up. I yeah. know they were linked, I think, a year ago. But, yeah, didn't happen. So, yeah, that's, that's a big pickup. I think it really pissed off Atletico Madrid because they just straight up paid his transfer or his uh, release clause. Yes. Just paid it. Done deal. Sign him. He's gone. They can't even sign a replacement. Yeah, La Liga didn't even – or, I'm sorry, Atletico didn't even know about it. La Liga, the actual league, was like, hey, by the way, uh, this guy's been paid for. He's already signed everything, personal terms, so he's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> it's like pulling somebody's pants down. Yeah. Just, In high school, yeah. when you're wearing your little waddy toddies, it's not very nice. <laughs> In front of everybody. In front of everybody. Like I'm talking at the uh, pep rally. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with go over to you, Joe. Yeah. Manu. Yep. Cavani. Yep. Cavani. Alex Tellis. Tellis. Yep. yep. And then... An 18-year-old that you spent a lot of money on? I, I, I don't know about this guy. I didn't look him up. Uh, all I have seen is... Dio? Yeah, uh, Traore, I believe is his last name. No, his, his, his last name is D-I-A-L-L-O. Diallo, I think it's... We'll look it up. 
Okay. But he's... He has, I think, three names. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like, double barrel. Yeah, it's something. Wagon. Yeah. Yeah, so I've just looked this guy up on YouTube, watched some clips. He's one for the future. I don't think he can join until January. See the one from Atalanta? He is. Okay. And not the city in Georgia, but the Italian team. Extra A. to at yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> he got an extra A. Um, yeah, he he's one for the future. I mean, he's not what they need right now, but I yeah, think what, he's highly, highly uh, touted. I, I heard on a podcast there was a scout when Atlanta played, I think it was Man City, uh, maybe a youth team, and said he was by far the best player on the field. That was last fall. Said he was just incredible. What position does he play? He's kind of like an outside winger attacker guy. How which, many how many wingers do you need? That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I feel like Man United is one of those teams, just like Chelsea, just like Man City. They're a win now kind of team. Yeah, he's not what we needed right now, but. Who knows when we'll see the actual benefit, but if he's as good as he, you know, if he pans out, maybe it's a great deal. We'll probably do like a Pogba. Paid 30-something, <laughs> probably rising to like 45, and then you'll send him out somewhere, and then you'll pay $200 million to get him back. Get him back. Gosh. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, he's one for the future. Cavani, uh, I like it. It's not They're not really risking a whole lot to get him. Some wages. Probably a lot of wages. You all have a huge wage bill. We though. definitely do. But he, yeah, he, they wanted, he wanted to, they've offered to get him before. And he, from what I heard, he literally wanted everything short of them renaming Old Trafford after him. Wow. For him to join. But apparently this time he was very agreeable. Happened real quick. Nobody wanted him. Yeah. Well, he's on good money, but he's not on crazy money. Okay. He's not going to disrupt anything. They're hoping he can kind of, move the next generation, the Mason Greenwoods of the team, on. You know, it's a one-year guaranteed, so they can cut ties with him after one year. It's not the end of the world if it doesn't pan out. That's right, man. You does the – they do a one-year with an option usually yes. on all their – which is I, – I think that's really smart. Yeah. So, I mean, if you had Igualo or Edison Cavani, which one are you picking? I'm going Cavani. He's an instant upgrade. Gives him a little something different. I don't think he's going to start every week, but he can make the difference in the Champions League and late late in some games, maybe come on. A little older, but, I mean, it's worth the worth the shot. I wish he wasn't a big name. I wish he would have been buried behind three other signings and just, oh, yeah, we got Cavani too. But with the lack of other signings, he's kind of become a big name. But in reality, he's just kind of – he's a supplementary piece. You know, he's been playing in the French League, and before that he was in the Italian League. Yep. He's 33. 33. Same age as Messi. Does he have what it takes it's, as a forward? It's, it'll be interesting to see. It, I mean, it, it could backfire. I can't backfire. Really say anything because, you know, um, what is his name? Tiago Silva. There oh, yeah. He's <laughs> 36. Yeah. Played in the French League and before that in the Italian in League. In the Italian League. But he looks all right. So, yeah, I mean, so it, it's, uh, it's a question mark. We'll see. But with Ole Gunner, y'all do a lot of 
counterattacking football. Yeah. Cavani is not necessary. Well, I guess he could be there to tap one in, but he could be, and I don't. It'll depend on his mobility, but yeah, I don't see him being option A. He is kind of a Zlatan figure, if it turns out well. He's going to be a supplementary piece. You know, he'll start some games. He won't be starting every week. Yeah. And I think he, from what I understand, he's great at – he's a great professional. He's going to take it very seriously. He's going to be a great mentor to some of these younger guys. So That's maybe what you need because Harry Maguire ain't doing it. No, but I, I, I think he might – hopefully he lights a fire under people. Yeah. And scores a few goals. The one thing – the one player we mentioned but didn't talk about, Alex Tellez from Porto. Yep. Now, Chelsea had been linked with him for a long time. He's going to give Luke Shaw a run for his money. Yep. I think you're getting a pretty good left back, an attacking left yeah, back. Yeah, a true attacking left back. Yeah, unless uh, Luke Shaw cuts out the cheeseburgers, yeah, he could find himself on the bench. He does look a little thick. Yeah, he has weight issues, yeah. Which, not making fun. I do too. But, it's cool. yeah, it's like Wayne Rooney. Like, if they don't – they don't stick to their diet. I mean, they balloon. They, they whatever it is, genetics, you name it. They get they, they get big. <laughs> they some big old boys. I mean, it's, they grow out wide. They don't. Yeah, they don't look that chubby in the face. But yeah, body wise, they lose a step. So yeah, I'm excited. I think he he's probably the best signing they made in the window. I agree. Would have loved a few other ones, but hey, it is what it is. All right, we shall on. see. Yeah, they definitely – Manchester United, hopefully they can win on the field. But, yeah, it's PR-wise, Twitter-wise, yeah, they lost this transfer window. Yeah. Yeah, they waited till the last minute to even do it's, anything. It's pathetic. Yeah. Dawson's Creek. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty pathetic. Wait until deadline day to, to nail these deals down. I mean, they all would have looked so much better a month ago. You know, I saw uh, something about Jaden Sancho. That Man United thought, you know, that they, even though Dortmund said it's going to be 120 million until this date. After this date, if you don't pay anything, yep. it's over. Yep, like August 10th, I believe. Yep. So it was kind of funny because it said, you know, Manchester United didn't realize that they were that serious so they thought that they were playing poker when Dortmund wasn't even at the table yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that's true I mean they, they really thought oh we're gonna we're gonna bluff Dortmund we're gonna keep him going we're gonna once it gets close to deadline day they're, they're gonna come back to the table Dortmund was just dead serious the whole time like no you you screwed this up so I think they've seriously annoyed uh, Dortmund in the process as well as missing out on Jaden Sancho so I've heard from a lot of different sources that Man United is the laughing stock. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun because I do like to make fun of rivals, but this is serious because a lot of people have said that Man United is literally the laughing stock when it comes to negotiations for players. I mean, I think that's quote-unquote non-negotiable. They're pretty bad. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's – I think everyone can see. All these other teams basically play Manchester United. Players, agents, they all play them. It's, it's really bad. I mean, Ed Woodward, 
I would love to see him just purely because he's very good at getting deals, sponsorships, money. Manchester United have not been that good on the field lately, but money-wise, they have they can compete with anyone because he he's been groundbreaking, honestly, in some of the deals he's made with you know Asian uh, you know companies and all Shandy. around the world. Yeah, Chevy. I mean, he he the man has Tailgate. a has a true <laughs> the man has a true knack for making deals and making money. So financially, he's done great. But transfer-wise, you know, having an overarching uh, overarching vision for how the team should play, who they should recruit, you know, player wages, he is bottom of the barrel. You need to bring somebody in that's actually played to understand that. Yeah, I, I would love him to just focus because I, I don't – I mean, he's, he's obviously good at what he, what he can do. I would love to see a Vandersar or somebody come in as director of football. I think that would clear up a lot of problems. Vandersar is doing his thing up at Ajax. You're not going to yeah. pull him away. He might. He might want to play with the big boys in the big leagues. I mean, when you can boss, just straight boss a league for the end of time up in yeah. Amsterdam, yeah. <laughs> why the heck not? Uh, yeah. I want to be up So there. someone like him, I think, would, would make a big difference and get Ed Woodward out of that whole process because it is I mean, there's no doubt Manchester United is the laughing stock when it comes to transfers like teams with real real players in that game in the business world are just taking Manchester United to school every transfer window that's true like honestly we're just fortunate we have the money and the prestige to get some players in because it was on skill alone in the business world like yeah it's horrendous. Yeah. All right. We're going to continue. Um, Fulham. Yeah. You know, I got to talk about my little, my man crush on Ruben Lotfist Cheek. Oh, that was quite the deal. Yeah. Moved on loan um, to Fulham. Season long loan. I think they're getting a heck of a player. I want to see him week in and week out. I hope he can build off of his, you know, he had a terrible injury last season not even last season the season before last and was barely able to play until after the lockdown so I really hope that he can get back up to it keeping him in London keeping him in West London too yeah so he can really Can't help out it. yeah he's gonna get plenty of minutes yeah Especially they really need a player like him yeah. yeah so that's that's a great move yeah. for all parties I thought and then finally, I have Everton getting um, Godfrey, a center yeah. back from Norwich. Norwich, and then you mentioned him, the Swedish goalkeeper Olsen. Mm-hmm. That right there. Everton, you know, Chelsea made some really big moves, but Everton may have found a little jug- jigsaw pieces. <laughs> oh, they have grafted on the players they already have, and. A just A plus level team. Decore, Allen, Hamas. Yeah. And now, I mean, the, really the two weak spots potentially of the team was Yerry Mina. Yeah. Especially being a six foot seven giant. Injury problems are going to catch up. So yeah, Ben Godfrey can step in, and then Jordan Pickford. Yep. Giving him some competition. Yeah, I mean they they've really covered all bases. 
Yeah, I think they've done a really well. You know, having the Swedish number one come in. He was at Roma. He was second string, but he wasn't hardly getting any playing time. Way Jordan Pickford's little butterfingers have been lately. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think he can get. He can at least challenge him. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's a good move. You need competition. Him, yeah, push him. Push you got to keep people honest because, yeah, if there's one thing we've seen is when people get complacent, mistakes start to creep in. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Pickford, I think, with the ball at his feet or if he's drop-kicking a ball, he can punt a ball like on somebody's foot. To the moon. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how how far he can kick it and place it perfectly. But when he uses his hands, <laughs> or he's just needs to be a goalkeeper, he's a little jittery. Yeah, a little crazy. As we saw this week. Yeah, he's, and he's previous got a weeks, little, little squirrely, it's, squirrely Dan in him. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's becoming a habit. Yeah, yeah. It's, so I think it's a good move. Would you say Everton won? Who, who do you think won the transfer window? What team? Hmm. Yeah, I I might give it to Everton. You know, we may revisit this later on once, like, other puzzle pieces come together. But, I mean, I, Arsenal did all right, you know, signing yeah. some some people that they already had on longer contracts, pulling in William, Thomas Party. I think that's a heck of a signing. Yeah. You know, they've got a really good center back. Um, I said in a previous pod that he was Spanish. He's actually Brazilian. Yeah, Gabriel. I'll cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, there's there's a lot. I mean, I feel like Chelsea did really well, but we haven't seen it come together yet. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of teams making moves, and we just got to wait and see. Yeah. But Everton, for where they were and where they are now. I know it's going to be it's a long season. We still got 34 games left. Yeah, the top of the table and looking top of the table. Imperious. Four and zero. Next week, oof. That's going to be popcorn ready. Well, yeah, not that early in the morning, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's going to be a a barn burner. It's going to be a spectacle. Yeah. So. Yep. Good stuff. Well, once again, thank you for listening. You can always please someone, just send us an email. <laughs> We're lonely here yeah. in the basement. <laughs> See your soccer studs at Gmail. Just send us an email, ask us some questions. We'd love to just make whatever question you have as our tailgate. Yeah. We would absolutely enjoy that. You can find us on Seer Soccer, at Seer Soccer Studs on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we should be a little more active in the coming coming months, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, if you like what you hear, write us a five star review. Write us a little blurb. Hype us to your buddies. Yep. And uh, yeah, you can find us wherever podcasts can be found. Although, since you're listening to this, you probably already know that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, you came for the footy. Stayed for the accents. All right. Until next time, studs up.